Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Hey, I want to thank uh, Jerry Reinsdorf and Michael Reinsdorf for uh, starting the Ring of Honors. Uh, I want to congratulate all the other recipients. I am so bummed that I can't be there tonight. So bummed. <laughs> I think so it gave, I think it gave oh, me Oh, man, I really stools. wish I could have been there. Oh, man. It's exactly the line that people use when they are invited somewhere and don't want to go, and then so they bummed. decline. Oh, I'm so bummed I can't go. Oh, man. That's a shame. Right, oh. I plans. I, yeah, plans. I was looking forward to your stupid party for so long. <laughs> it's like Family Guy when Meg is upset, and they're like, oh, you're like, oh, I'm the worst. Oh, no, you're not. You're good. People like you. I'm so fat and gross. Oh, that's... Come on. Meg, stop it. Come on. Did that give you goosebumps, Dan? It gave me something. Come on, Brody. All right. I am so bummed that I can't be there tonight. Shut up, Meg. Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. Michael was there all right. I mean, he wasn't there corporeally, but he was there. Alas, he was very, very, very there. And we'll discuss on this show. I hope everybody's doing okay. It's it's strange out there. The The lake is sublimating. There are, there's odd steam coming out of strange places on the street. Sublimating is when it goes from a solid directly to a gas. That's just evaporation. You're right. You're right. Sublimating is skipping a state, right? I, I don't know that much. I no, just I think you're solid right. Solid to guess. I think you're right. I think it, you can sublimate anytime you skip from solid, liquid, gas, plasma. If you skip any of those, it's it's technically sublimate. So I I stand corrected already. I was like, I'm not familiar with the terminology. No, I think I think you are right. So maybe it is just uh, e- evaporation. Whatever it is, it's weird. And my windshield washers froze, so I couldn't get the dust off my windshield. Conversion of a substance from the solid to the gaseous state without becoming liquid. Okay. Liquid becoming gas is evaporation. Okay. All right. So that's what it is. We've there lost you- all our listeners. No, you're Welcome you're you're. I, you know talk. I appreciate that. You know I appreciate you checking me when my 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 physics or my chemistry is off. And if you get me on you know, valence shells later and electron affinity, I'll appreciate that as well. Talk more chemistry. <laughs> Stop talking chemistry. 
I took three different chemistry courses. I better know a little something about it. I don't know why I ended up taking three. That's too many. So and we had a wonderful football weekend just to have all the football on. It wasn't particularly good football, but it was there, and we needed it, and we appreciate it. So welcome to uh, whatever we have today as we broadcast live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. A Whatever one wishes on MLK Day. A a happy and respectful MLK Day where we can all celebrate justice and peace in our lives and elsewhere, wherever we can find it. Ray Diaz is our executive producer, and he's on the board. He's helped out today by Robbie Triano. I believe we're Twitchless. Is that right? That's correct. Our Twitch people are, are have, have left us. Hey, but the Odyssey app. They didn't leave. We left them. Yes, Ray? The Odyssey app doesn't take any days off, man. That's true. Download it. You can absolutely download the Odyssey app for all of your uh, Odyssey needs. Uh, Anthony Heron, Megan Montemurro, Bill Wennington, all scheduled to join us today as we digest a very busy weekend in sports. Yeah, our transition went a little long. This was supposed to be our NFL weekend segment. We can probably do it next, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And there's going to be some NFL today. Yeah, there's going to be more NFL today than we expected. Bills and Steelers. This afternoon at 3, it's Steelers and Bills on the score. NFL wildcard weekend will continue right here. After that game, we'll join Bulls-Cavs in progress on the score. Before then, Bulls pregame is at 545, tip-off is at 6, exclusively on the Odyssey app. So everything is available to you today as needed. There you go. NBC Sports Chicago, also there for you. Football thoughts coming your way because they're – all roads lead back to bad feelings about the Bears. Here, yes. Yeah, right? But, uh, <laughs> but I, I did laugh being, a, uh, of course, a Cowboys observer growing up a Cowboys fan and seeing the reaction in Dallas to things that I also thought well, we'll were get predictable. And we also <laughs> wait for when Caleb Williams is going to dramatically announce his declaration for the draft because he has yet to do so. So we'll watch for that today on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. So Love will line up in the gun. He's got Jones to his right. Two receivers right, two tight ends left. Love lifts his right leg, play clock at three. Now to two, now at one, here's the snap. Love fakes the handoff, rolling right, looking, fires into the end zone, caught for a touchdown. It's Romeo Dobbs to cap off a big day. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He might be really good. And uh, that was Westwood One. I heard a lot of Westwood One's coverage of the NFL here on the score. It was really interesting to watch on television and and see and hear Noah Eagle doing the game and then get in my car and turn on the radio and hear his dad on the radio call. It's really interesting. The family is taking over. But you know what's interesting, though? Noah is much more straight-laced than his father. Usually you would think that the kid is going to be, you know, a little more a little loose and, and silly. But in this case, he's not. That Noah's very sort of, I don't want to say rigid, but very professional and very kind of buttoned down. And it's Ian who's, who's a little goofier, maybe obviously more professionally comfortable in his own skin and knows he can do some of that stuff. But it's just, you, you think it's the opposite. Yeah, you you would because typically younger means yeah, like more loose. But, but I think I think maybe he's just trying to make sure that he's establishing himself. The guy hasn't called a lot of national NFL games. I guess maybe there's going to be a time and a place where he'll he'll sort of grow into that because I guarantee you if he grew up in that household, he's going to have a tremendous sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. Cuz they come from vaudevillians. I mean, that's Ian is Jack Eagle's kid. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, Jack Eagle was an actor who did, if you remember the old Fleischman's margarine commercials or brother, was it um, Brother Dominic? The, the Xerox commercials that took place in, in the monastery where all of these scribes would be busy writing down the sacred documents and, and Brother Dominic had the Xerox machine and they couldn't believe how productive he was. That, that was Ian Eagle's dad, yeah. And I think their mom also was a performer of some kind, like a singer, dancer, actress, Catskills kind of tumbling. So, yeah, they, they, it's a long line there. But hearing him and hearing a lot of football, having a lot of football was really nice. But Jordan Love, man, the stuff that, that he and C.J. Stroud do from the pocket and the little things, and it's not all scrambling, wild stuff. It's small adjustments, timing Timing, timing, timing. I feel like I've been talking about this for a long time, but sure, we'll reiterate it when everybody's more focused on fewer games. I laugh so hard at the concept of coaching not mattering to people, and then you see it in front of your face, how it absolutely does. Are you really surprised that Mike McCarthy had a playoff game like that? And Dan Quinn, who, yes, has had a tremendous season in the regular season, but is also known for defensive collapses, had that game. Like, there's there are some truths being told there. And then we talk so much about the coach and what it means to each NFL team. And D'Amico Ryans and the Texans staff has said, we're going to 
not have huge egos about this and try to build around our actual quarterback and not a mythical unicorn and play to his individual strengths and the team around him, and it works. And keep things relatively simple in a way where we're going to have bread and butter plays that we know we can run and trust. Because if you have better athletes, they're going to work. But no one knew until the quarterback got there. Now look at what's going on in in both Houston and in, in Green Bay. The quarterback's play elevates everyone. It makes them better. A successful quarterback equates to a successful team. It makes everybody better. And guys you never heard of can be good because the quarterback is good. But and they're also setting him up to succeed. Mm-hmm. Think about how we talked about Jordan Love last year. Oh, he's really bad. Oh, he he won't succeed. Matt LaFleur is a good coach. And not just good. That's a rebuilding year for the youngest team in the league. A rebuilding year for the youngest team in the league. They, and they, they just dismantled the Cowboys in Dallas. They use basic concepts, too, to stretch the field. They have their personnel in reasonable groups, and I say that as an indictment on the Bears, and they use their people in the exact positions you would expect, and they they ask you to beat them, and you can't. They play to people's strengths. Pre-snap motion, how many times are we going to talk about it? Did you see all the designed rollouts, by the way? It wasn't a vertical drop back necessarily. There were rollouts left and right for both those players, and they're allowed to do that and succeed, and that's what drives me batty. You hope Shane Waldron is the guy here because of what he and at least Pete Carroll were doing with Geno Smith. You hope that that's the guy because at least he understands trying to put people in positions to succeed. Seattle fans can't wait to get rid of him. The reaction there is like, please take Shane Waldron. I I think he's a good candidate here. I am. (laughs) the, the, And then as this is all happening, as the Bears are sifting through the second-tier candidates to come in and take whatever this job is perceived to be, Jim Harbaugh is indeed interviewing with the Chargers. And we're going to talk about the timing at what time on this show? We're going to talk about one o'clock the hour. At Just yeah, some, some yeah. big picture stuff here. But and then and Ryan Poles comes out and says, "Well, continuity was was a, a big reason why we kept Matt Eberflus." Continuity doesn't matter if it's bad and doesn't work. The Cowboys have had fewer playoff wins since the Texans became a franchise than the Texans have. Jerry Jones living in the past. He didn't even interview. He interviewed two people for the job when he wanted to get Mike McCarthy. But just the idea that the Bears are good enough so that they can even use the word continuity. They need whatever the opposite of continuity is. They need to actually understand that there's some risk involved. Of course, this is, and the, I, they need to get out of their comfort zone. I thought this was the time for it, and that's that's why I was so immensely disappointed last week because I thought that they understood that, and I thought that there was an awareness that things were going to be different, and they can't keep doing things the way they've been doing it, and yet they decide to double down and is almost a parody of themselves. I just decide have... to do the bearsiest things that can possibly bears. <laughs> you know that that skit from the Simpsons where they flash back to Ned Flanders' parents and they say they've tried nothing and they're all out of ideas. Like, what do you expect? And I, I say that about the Cowboys, too, in this space. Say what you want about the Eagles, and they may be shooting from the hip based on whatever happens tonight. 
but they decided that they wanted to do something different and it's worked for them. I mean, Howie Roseman has been through many seasons there as, as a general manager. There was a time where his power was taken away from him when Chip Kelly became the head coach. Chip Kelly's not in the NFL anymore. I, um, I just, it really makes you understand team systems and how they operate when you see what's going on in a playoff format, doesn't it? You, you see the exact fruits of labor. You see the exact decisions that they made during the regular season and how go to that place. And what's crazy to me is not only were the truths told in that, in that Dallas and Green Bay game, but the only good game we've had so far being the one on Sunday night with, with the Lions and the Rams, that also tells you something. Here's our dumb text of the day. The Bears held them to 17. The Cowboys gave up 50. We're in a good spot. Oh, I thought that that was sarcasm. No. I thought that, that was No, sarcasm. that's some, some idiot. Sarcasm. Did you, wow, did you watch the game? Sense. They didn't punt. They did whatever they wanted to do. I, how many points? Were, what was their biggest lead of that game? But still, they, they never punted. I, watch the game. The Bears couldn't stop them. Come on, man. That that they just save that stuff. You got to remember, teams let their feet off the gas in the regular season out of you know manners or politeness. Like you don't do that in the playoffs because you're trying to get everything you can and you're trying to work on some stuff and and you're trying to build. I I thought that that was sarcasm. Seriously, apparently a new word I invented this morning because I haven't had enough sleep. Well, why haven't you had enough sleep? Uh, I got off work at midnight. Ugh. That's a good reason. So there's that. Yeah, there's and that. And then my building was making interesting noises because it's super cold. And I woke up this morning and there was it was like blood all over my nose. And it turns out there was something like I rolled the the, the like little wire in my sleep mask. Oh. I cut oh, like Beth looked at me. She goes, "Oh my god, what's going on?" I'm like, "What do you mean, what's going on?" Why and do you have like, a wire in a sleep mask? It's just like the little the it's a it's a tiny one that got yeah. on the nose, just like a like a. They make they make them without wires. I know. I'm gonna have to take the wire out of it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just, just gonna I'm just gonna cut it open and pull it out of there. We're not gonna have this conversation on the air. The NFL playoffs that are mid don't deserve this. <laughs> they they make they make wire free sleep masks all the time. I didn't know. I mean, I because I, I she. I can get you a pink frilly silk one. That's fine. If it does it, I don't care what it looks like as long as it works. All right, that that'll be happening. <laughs> I'm down. Pink, frilly, silk, sleep mask. I think, uh, do you expect this Bills game to be productive? No. <laughs> I expect it to be interesting, but no, I don't expect it to be productive. It's, it's, it's no degrees there. And they, they finally allowed the shovelers to come in. Because they, they, had, they put out this cattle call for shovelers to come help dig out the field. And then they told everybody to stay home. Because there was a, a no travel order in place, you were supposed to go out. And like it was whiteout conditions. One, one of Zoe's roommates is from Buffalo, and they didn't think she was going to be able to come back to school because they were telling people not to travel. But then technically, they realized that she was not covered by the mandate because she was in a suburb. I I don't know how it all works, but I guess they're digging it out now. So we'll see. They pay everybody twenty dollars an hour. Do they really? Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. You and they. It's it's a very hot. Contested and hotly uh, desired job. They they have to cut people off. We should also, I guess, mention in this space the Chiefs and Dolphins, where hopeful me thought that maybe the Dolphins would win. Oh, those are the days.
Home field advantage loomed large there, and Chiefs and uh, Dolphins injuries were a problem. Yeah, but don't don't get people mad about cutaways to Taylor Swift because people get really confused and angry, and then they're not quite sure why they're angry. They're just angry. Yeah, I don't hear from those people at all. No, never. Nope. You have nothing nope. to do with those people no. that, that find women to be scary and complicated, and it, it fries all their circuitry because they don't understand how to deal with them. Yes, because they don't need them. Like Tony Dungy. What an idiot. It, we, like, we knew that Tony Dungy was a bigot and a homophobe, but now he, he's revealed to be a, also a complete idiot. Fans are turned away. Or fans are disenchanted. The numbers are through the roof. I mean, he's right. There are some fans, as you've seen. But they're watching. On, on Twitter who are mad about Taylor Swift. But I thought that those guys were boycotting the NFL Right. Anyway. Mad on Twitter. All these mad on Twitter. These It's the same people. Like, Colin Kaepernick, he's kneeling her in the anthem. I'm never watching again. I enjoy them Liar. using the same talking points about me and Taylor Swift as if we have any, anything in common. Yeah, oh, that's right. We do. We're women with jobs. Yeah, aren't you guys? Aren't you guys <laughs> conspiring, conspiring to take everybody's precious masculinity away somehow to 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 sap to siphon it off of them and turn them into beta males when they they because you I know that you told me that and because I I eavesdropped on your conspiracy meeting. And yes, I, I heard. Yeah. Oh, you're a part of the Illuminati. Is it? Didn't I think? Uh, who did a skit on that? Was it Katie Nolan? And then, like the the picture on the the wall above the mantle is Doris Burke, and it's uh yeah it's old. I gotta look at it. But yeah, yeah, we're just we're out here to uh, mm-hmm. you know, make self centered people really think everything is about themselves. Yes, that's the idea. When we come back, let's talk about that debacle Friday night at the United Center and the truth of what it was and why it was. It's it, it's really it's just too bad. It's too bad that it happened, and the circumstances that remain, I think, are intractably unfortunate. We'll discuss when we come back. It is Bernstein and Holmes. Layla Rahimi's in today on the score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. He was a six-time NBA champion, two-time NBA executive of the year, represented by his wife Thelma, basketball Hall of Famer and former Bulls general manager Jerry Krause. Well, that was awful. It was awful. I also, being completely honest, if you had asked me before that, sat me down in the morning and said, hey, Bernstein, this is our plan for what we're going to do at halftime. And you had said, we are going to announce Jerry Krause. We are going to put his name and his likeness on the Jumbotron. I would have said, the fans are going to boo. Because that's what they do. It's what they've always done. 
And it was only going to get worse now that it's been baked in by The Last Dance, over which Jordan had editorial control. And unfortunately, I think that's it. I think it's over. I think there is no going back to the proper truth and the proper context and understanding. I don't think people were booing Thelma Krause, but the, the, the optics of seeing her and showing her as the boos were raining down, the, the whole thing was just gross. And I would love for sports fans to be less cruel, but I'd, I'd, like, I'd like for Michael Jordan to be less cruel, frankly. This is on him. He decided to make Krause a punching bag. It's also on Scotty and Phil to some extent. But all of the the mythology and the lies about the end of that era and about who did what and who is responsible for what have become have become canon now. It doesn't people people don't care to know what actually happened. Which is sad because it's not like it was Distant history here. We're talking about recent history. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty distant. Relative to history, no. But it's told in the same way now, isn't it? We only have the stories of those who wanted to report something. So in this case, when you actually have the tape and, and you have people like Casey Johnson, for example, who did cover the team, Sam Smith, who were still working, and this is what happens. I think it also says a lot about reach. I was there. On Friday, I was fancy. Uh, I was courtside. Also, yeah. I was courtside for the Bulls uh, broadcast for NBC Sports Chicago, and to hear both the thundering boos for Jerry Krause and he, Steve Kerr's right, it wasn't the entire arena. Right, it was. I'd say half, maybe, maybe, maybe a third, and then the huge applause for Phil Jackson. Uh immediately, you know. The contrast was just incredibly stark, but it just made me sad to see what happened. And there are people who say, you could have expected that, you could have seen it coming. I saw the rehearsal, and I saw how they were presenting everybody, and it was a graphic, and then you cut immediately to the individual. For example, they had Tex Winner's Mm -hmm. grandson, I believe, representing him. There were other families representing those who had passed. and. I know this event meant a lot to the Bulls. I I do regret that they didn't announce the 95-96 team by name. Yep. Luke Longley comes all the way from Australia in a snowstorm, and they never even acknowledge him. I mean, they did, but it would have been nice to hear his name. I know they had a 25-minute halftime ceremony. Maybe they had a limit. But I would have liked to have heard their name said for an extra seven minutes, I would think, or maybe eight. You already had individuals noted from that same presentation. So that was unfortunate. And I don't know that you've ever had a situation like that where you could reverse it, but I guess now you would. You would show with the person representing them first and then cut to something afterward. But I don't know that it would have had a different effect for Thelma Krause either way. No, I don't. And, and, Look, Jerry, and we talked about this when we eulogized him, that Jerry was a strange and and difficult man. He was very emotionally needy. He was tremendously insecure, as are a lot of people who do that job. But it was Jordan and, in large part, Phil, 
that would made it just very very easy to attack his appearance and he he was it was incredibly easy to make him a villain and the whole thing has felt like punching down for someone who in large part doesn't deserve the reputation they have this idea that he broke up the bulls is just wrong and we talked about it that that whole season the, re- the reason it was called the last dance is everybody knew Everybody knew. And the whole thing about Jerry telling Phil this is, everyone knew it was over. From the moment the season began, it wasn't going to, the center couldn't hold anymore. And we talked about it. We'd sit there in airports and in, in, in hotel bars and say, you know, it's really too bad that when this is all said and done, instead of appreciating it and enjoying it, all people are going to do is parcel out blame. We knew it. And you could see it coming. And all of all of these these weirdo Jordan fanboys who somehow think that aping everything that that Jordan would say makes them cool by association. Oh well, it's, Michael's got to be right. No, he doesn't. They're fans, and they're Mike. I mean, think about Kobe Bryant and how much his personality and, and his mannerisms and everything mm-hmm. he did to emulate Jordan. Like that that wasn't some sort of dysfunction at the time. That was considered something people did. It, it made me, and, and I always got along fine with Jerry. We had our moments, obviously, and because I've known him since when I was doing PR for the Rockford Lightning, and he would call me because he wanted to come scout CBA guys. And I knew exactly where he wanted to sit, and I, he didn't want to be at press row. He always wanted a spot in the stands. And he got mad at me one time because – he said, like, I want to be in the stands, but uh, <clears throat> I don't want to be too, too far up or too far. I said, Jerry, I know exactly where you need to be because you need to see, you need to be high, just up high enough to see everyone's feet. And there's a pause. And he got really mad. Said, How do you know that? How do you know that? Who told you that? And I said, Jerry, you said it in a Sports Illustrated interview. Oh. Okay, I guess I did. He was so mad that, that somebody knew something. And then you know, later on, after I, you know, I got to the Bulls, and he and I would always talk about fishing. He was an avid fisherman. So no matter where we, we would be in Orlando or Miami or something, he'd come up to me. He goes, go to the third hole of the golf course. There's huge bass in that pond. Thanks for the tip, man. Thank you. And so I, I just I felt bad. I felt bad because he, he was a, a bold, bold, bold general manager. And he won six titles. And yes, I question the decision to have a coach in waiting, as we talked about. And I can understand why that would be upsetting to the coach who's there. It was bad. There's there's no doubt about that. And there's a lot that was ultimately either in human nature. When when you see the success that people have, it's not going to stay the same. It just won't. So it's a matter of how everybody's going to interpret that and how they adjust and what happens. But you buy tickets to that event and you go knowing you're there to celebrate people. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was rough to watch. I mean, it was the visual of, of Thelma being so sad. And and frankly, it is unfortunate that, that Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen weren't there. And I question how much of it is us knowing what we know about Michael's son and Scotty's ex-wife, Ugh. but also what their relationship is with the team. And 
We saw the message that the Bulls released on social media the night of the gala on Thursday, and it was the same one they aired at the event on Friday. And I don't know. It would be nice if Michael had two different messages for those who paid to attend. And, and I disagree with the Chicago Tribune's editorial board who said that Jordan could fix this if he came out and tried to to reel in some of this stuff. No, he couldn't. First of all, he doesn't want to at all because he still is is holding on to that grudge. And second of all, it wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't. It would do nothing. If people would say, "Oh, he's only doing that because he got shamed into doing it." There, this the 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 bizarre dark turn of the a lot of the Jordan fanboys has been really gross. I'm not here to try to control an entire group of people, but I am here to make some observations. And to me, the last dance was something that was so hyper focused on because it was the only thing we had at the time. Mm-hmm. And. You're right. People think it's absolutely the truth. And, you know, having covered the team and KC talked about it then. He's talked about it since. He's posted a lot of stuff on his social media and NBC Sports Chicago, if you want to check it out, about the the Jerry Krause that he knew. And he did speak to Thelma. I knew that for sure. I communicated with her after all that had happened. So his his reports are out there if you want to see him. But either way you look at it, it's a low point. Because of what happened and what ultimately ended up occurring. Like, the result of it is a low point to see the fans boo. You didn't want that event to be spoiled by. No, it was nice. Everybody came in and people are dressed up, and there was, it was just as festive as everybody wanted it. And it, it, the the fact that it, it, it curdled like that in, in ugly fashion was something that'll be remembered sadly for a long, long time. I'm not saying that fans, like 708 texter, stop it. Fans have drawn their own conclusions on Krause. Yeah, you can. But look at what's ultimately being discussed right now. Like, Look at how we're talking about this. It was, uh, that, that isn't, I don't think that's what anybody wanted to occur. And the fans let up when they saw Thelma on TV, but by that point, the damage was done. It's, uh, it's just unfortunate. But... Dan, I mean, you're getting pushed back on it now, and I'm sure you did when the last dance came out about your impression of it. This is this is just in, some of the insanity is still there. Saying Kraus did not break up the Bulls is 100 percent wrong, dude. I was there. I, I lived it. I saw it from the inside and the outside and everywhere in between. Don't tell me the hell you think you are. I even I, I saw all the negativity. I, I saw my agents. My, were, were the Musburgers, the same time they represented Phil Jackson. You know how much I got from, from their side that I could never bring to air? That is all off the record, all on background about what was actually going on, about the ego battles that were going on, about who was pulling at who. Don't tell me. Kiss my ass with that. Out of here with that. Anthony Heron's going to talk football with us next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.